doing? All right, man. What? Sorry, my voice went <laughs> funny then. I'm not surprised. You've been working like a madman. We were just talking. You sent me a message at like, what? I don't even know what time it was. Like half past five this morning going, we're good to go. That's that's what kind of yeah. what kind of uh, kind of shoestring time scale we're on at yeah, the moment, aren't I'm we? I'm working a bit of a mental sort of schedule. Just come back from London, and I've got to go back to London today. But the idea was I was going to come back tomorrow, but I would have had no time to do anything, so I kind of had to come back, do that, and then go to London again this afternoon, and then work for the night, and then come back, and then grrr, and one people of them. and people are fucking up your work. Yeah, yeah. Oh people walking in everything and fucking it all up and I have to go over it all again like no stop it I'm going to slap you you stupid stop bitch stop it <laughs> you're yeah. going to be an episode yeah, if yeah. you don't fucking yeah she will be she'll be in burgers this woman yesterday she'll be mashed up and put into a burger to be eaten you there'll be a lot of it as well there'll be <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'll be like cow. five Big Macs <laughs> yeah, five more. five more like 500 mate it's huge oh dear oh well oh dear let's get off this anyway Sammy Lee Big up, man. Thanks for the kind words, mate. Scrag Summers. <laughs> Scrag Summers? <laughs> yeah. Porn name. It's a good name, isn't it? Lily Steele and Lee Williamson, they're on board. Welcome to the Madness, guys. And shout out to Kate. What? What? Um, Sam Parr. I had a nice chat with Sam on the phone. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> we spoke uh, about lead pipes and violence for a bit. Well, why not? Well, it's kind of like a standard conversation, isn't it? Really? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I'm guessing the lead pipes were used towards the violence, or were you to talk was this well, a work we, thing? We were, you bo- were you boring each other first, and then you thought, do you know what, let's talk about caving someone's head in? No, after. it wasn't about caving someone's head in. It was about the use of uh, lead pipes and the correlation between that and increase in violence in society. And the oh, right, like the water, like poisoning, which yeah. is oh, cool. Yeah, man. Well, not cool. Boring, but... You know. No, fucking brilliant. <laughs> very joking, very joking. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. More lead pipes, please. Yeah. That's what we want. We want them everywhere. We'll beat everyone up. <laughs> go blame it on the lead pipes. Uh, Angie, you fucking legend. Chucking us some of your hard-earned money on Patreon. Oh, nice of her. I know, yeah. Very good, man. Get us at Patreon, you fools. Uh, also, I was speaking to Ben during the week, and he said he's going to be in Birmingham at, in December, I believe, going to a gig, and he reckoned it'd be good to meet up for a pint. And I thought, well... Yeah, obviously, obviously, yeah. Why not have like a, a robots for eyes meet or something? So if there's any brummies or anybody that wants to travel up, down, left, right, or wherever you come from, yeah. to uh, <coughs> have a pint at some point in uh, in December or seven or ten, as <laughs> <laughs> the case will end up being. Yeah. So yeah. it always is, isn't it? Whenever you say you're going out for one drink, right? It means actually usually. Like four in the morning, you're coming back. Oh, yeah, it's not one, is it? I wasn't going out. I was going out. Yeah, out. It's, it's a strange one, isn't it? It's like it's like you plan not. The best, they're the best nights, though, the ones yeah. where you don't plan anything. You go, oh, yeah, I'll go and have a bit and watch the end of the football or something. And then suddenly, it's next thing you know, you open your eyes, it's four in the morning, and you're fucking <laughs> lying on a table somewhere with someone's throwing knives at you or yeah, something. Yeah, you're in a phone party <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never it's been to weird. a phone party. Have you no, been to a- um, Hmm. No, I don't think so. If I did, it would have been about eighteen. But I, I would have probably been off my tits on all sorts of probably stuff. So. You've probably been to loads then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't remember. No. We had a, another voicemail come through the other day. Nice. I'll just hit this one <laughs> up so we can uh, have a listen. Tom in the door. This is your paranoid Uncle Deef. Uh, I need your help, boyos, because last week after I recorded that voice message. I fucking went to the Highlands and I went to this bar called uh, Bears and Twinks. It's uh, it's in the middle of this tiny wee little town that I know called Wah 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 in Scottish. Well, 
Anyway, I went to this bar called Bears and Twinks. I don't know what the fucking team of the bar is because they're all wearing leather shit and stuff like that. But anyway, all of a sudden, I wake up in my bed, ass naked, dripping fucking white stuff from my arse. I think I've been adopted by aliens. Could you guys maybe give me a phone number of somebody to call? <laughs> well, I think you need to be calling Luigi Green because she's up in Scotland. She probably runs that bar, actually. Yeah, yeah, she might do. Yeah, she she might she might have been her putting up this this mysterious liquid up here. Yeah, it's probably some sort of ointment, maybe like yeah. Pseudo- you, you can't see it being anything, um, you know, developed inside a human at yeah, all. No, no, it's not. It's not bodily fluids. No, no, wouldn't do that. Uh, I reckon we should investigate it. To be honest, to do an episode on what happened to. Scottish Dave. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll have a, we'll have a look <laughs> at that, Uncle Dave, and see what we can uh, see what yeah. we can uh, find out for yeah, you, yeah. mate. Uh, and currently, me and Rob are sitting here wearing our badass turbo badass Carousel sniper victim hoodies. Yeah, they are badass, aren't they? I mean, everyone's different. It's it's fucking awesome. We're the fucking robot as well. I've yeah. put loads of these pictures on social media. Hey, this robot's awesome. He's just like it's like on a like a gold wire, and he's just sitting on some grass and. It's wicked, man. I mean, yeah, he's awesome. I've asked people to name him, uh, and Sean's actually said that probably, um, I think Four Eyes would be a would be a great name because then he'd be Robot Four Eyes. Robot Four Eyes, yeah, I see. I see where he's coming from. So I think that's his, na- his official name now. And we, uh, to be fair, with the, with the way his ears are done, we could actually make him glasses as well. We could do. Yeah, mm-hmm. can make a mini set of glasses yeah. for him. So, yeah, I might have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sean and Jack, thanks, man. Yeah, cheers. Sending all Thank that you stuff very over. much. We've got loads of stickers up here now for... Uh, for Any Sniper Rooney fans? Yeah, so if you're in the Northern Hemisphere and you want some, I'm guessing that we're like the distribution hub up here now. Yeah, yeah. We've got a load of Dead Glass Design stickers as well, um, like some of his artwork, which we'll, we'll, f- we'll include. So if you want some of them, get out of Super Show. That's fucking the dogs. Yeah, we're, we're happy with that, man. This is... Um, Hannah's got one as well. She's wearing a hoodie now. We're yeah, all yeah. hooded out of our tits. I know they're, they're all different. They're all themed to to the episodes as well. Like I, I've got the um, Tiger yeah Man Tiger Man of Vietnam, Tiger Man of Mars. I'm going to call it Tiger Man of Mars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I always get it wrong. <laughs> well, you, you get the, the Vietnam else? War confused with the planet Mars. Yep, I always do. <laughs> <laughs> I always think, oh fucking hell, yeah, Mars. Oh, war on Mars. I mean Vietnam. I was listening to War of the Worlds actually um, the other day. It oh, was the original. On, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucking scary that is. It's wicked, yeah, mate. Yeah, I love it. My CD player on my fucking van keeps sort you of stopping. You use a CD player? Yeah. Have mate, you not mate, that's me upgraded, that is. Oh, you've upgraded to the CD. What was it before? Tape. <laughs> Serious? <laughs> so about about a year and a half ago. How old is your van? Um, <clears throat> 2008, something like that. That's not that bad. 2008. The van I had before was 2002. And I've would have thought they had CD players then. Don't you can't you listen to podcasts then when you're driving around? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I've got. Uh, it's quite a, quite a lead. It's yeah. quite a technical van, actually. I mean, like inside, it's actually quite. It doesn't have the sat now shit because it's 2008, but it's got loads of fucking holes and cables for it, all sorts of shit. Well, I don't know if they're meant to be there, but they are. They are now. <laughs> yeah. There's like you know the the charging points. There's like fucking six in the front. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Handy, transit weird. vans yeah. are really handy. Yeah. Well, everyone's going. What are we talking about vans for? Yeah. But if you if you're not being in a transit, they are yeah, made yeah. for. For uh, geezers working, man. They yeah, are yeah. perfect. The, the, the bang on, they I'm are. telling you. Um, let's just talk about some stuff other than work vans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've got some new stickers um, coming through. So a few new designs. If They're not here yet, but you, I've put pictures of them on, on the social meds at some point in the past. When I said I was going to do them about two months ago, I've only just got around to doing it now. Uh, Big Sam Parr did one of the designs. So um, when they come, we will... Uh, Put them on, and if you um, if you want some stickers, all you got to do is 
in um, your Weekend Stupid style, take a screen grab of a review on iTunes, send it to us, and you get yourself some free stickers, and you'll also get some Carousel Sniper Victim stickers in it. Yeah, yeah. Look at that for a deal. You lucky fuckers. That's a fucking bad. So, yeah, uh, Sam's uh, Facebook page, um, his design page, is um, obviously facebook.com. It's at Granny Mate Design. Granny Mate Design. Cool. He said that you'd probably take the piss. Probably me. Yeah, because it's called Granny Mate Design. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure I can think of something in a minute. <laughs> you put me on the spot there. Yeah. <laughs> We're always on the spot doing this. Yeah, that's true. Barely holding on to reality here. Yeah, we just kind of... Zoning into our own little fucking thing, aren't we? Yeah, as always, getting in the flow. Uh, yeah, man. So if you want some stickers, get us, and we'll um, we'll send you some through the post, like legends. Uh, our contact details, if you want us, is well, you know what they are now. You can get us on robotsforizergmail.com. You can find us on Face Smush, Insta Twats, and uh, Twitter. We're on yep. them. And uh, obviously, if you want to email us, it's uh, robotsforize at gmail dot com. Um, Got it right. Yeah, man. Uh, we're also at Patreon uh, at Robots Rise Podcast, so give us your fucking money. All right? You fuckers. <sighs> just, just say it as it is, Tom. Just yeah. say it as it is. You, we, know, we, you know, that's what we want. <laughs> don't don't try and go around it the nice way. Just, just say it straight if you can. They know us. They know us. <laughs> they know us by now. Um, so everyone that's uh, been donating money, you're blowing our mind. Yeah, it's good because it, it does help. I mean, like, it goes. we're putting it towards gear and materials and stuff for the podcast. When we say gear, don't, don't we, we mean drugs? Yeah, we mean and loads materials. of cocaine and <laughs> heroin because we're both heroin addicts. Absolutely. But, uh, I've got you know, in my arm now. Yeah, do you know what? I've got the itch. Have we got any needles ready? Uh, I've got loads, mate. Oh, got some down there. Awesome. Yeah, man. I'm going to use some money from that to uh, buy some of them. Now, um, it, it's, it's bang on. I mean, like, it helps us get... Um, microphones and um, <coughs> sp- uh, everything recording stuff everything helps pay for um, hosting the podcast on Libsyn it yeah, helps yeah. get stickers yeah. it helps everything so uh, everyone that's done that it's not like we're, we're not sticking it in our pocket put it that no. way no, so, we don't, no. <laughs> yeah. so it, uh, it doesn't matter I mean look it's pretty basic actually the uh, Patreon page it's just like just give us a dollar we haven't really pushed it or done I anything I need, l- I need like a month off work so I can actually sit down and go right how the fuck do I use internet to start <laughs> with properly and let me do something. You what know what is mean? your social media like uh, tags on on Twitter and Instagram? I don't even know what that means. Okay. Like, well, we, we I just know it. I've got a Twitter thing, and that's it. A twi- <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I said that I'd do that last week. Well, I'll get your uh, your handle, and uh, we'll um, I don't know. Fuck it. Bombard try me. and get you into the to the fucking modern era. I just got to try and understand it. it just I tell what winds me up because I'm really shit reader. I'm like really shit. I probably got like a reading age of about seven. Right, seriously, but. Uh, and then when I click on it and the message pops up with the same message like five times, I just think, oh, fuck this. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I just get fed up then. Well, Twitter's, you, it, you're getting confused on Twitter because you say you're seeing the same message five times. You, it's, you have to learn. Twitter's a bit weird. It's not like the other ones. It took me a bit of time to figure it out. I fucking hate social media, but I also like it. Well, I don't really use any personal <laughs> one now because it's too busy doing this. Yeah, but it, I, I suppose there's a good thing and a bad thing about it, isn't it, really? You know what I mean? Mm. It's kind of... Obviously, it's it's good because you can promote things and you can, if something happens, you can say it quickly. You know, just for instance, an example: a fire down the road, or someone's running around with a knife on this road. Yeah. Do not go down this road because the Sugis are running around with a knife or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's good for that sort of stuff. But I think it, it kind of fucks everyone up though because it, everyone seems to get all pussyfooted about everything now. You know what I mean? You can't say anything. Get oh, yeah, that's you know, you can't you can't call person a he or she anymore i don't think you can say you know retard I mean? yeah you, can't. you know what i mean you, you just uh, what do you call think people 
What, yeah. You know what I mean? What, what the f- it's just going men- mental. It's fucking stupid. We ain't going to be able to call people by their name soon because I'll take offence by it. Fucking sort it out, you fucking idiots. Yeah, just fucking just understand that it's fucking life, alright? Anyway, let's yeah. do an episode. Yeah, let's do it. Hit it! Scared out of our tiny minds with another murder podcast. Ah, right, okay. So I, I like the murder podcast. I think personally, murder one's my favourite because I can't believe that someone's actually done it. This and is, if, is, is this is the two-parter, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I did say on Facebook and uh, all the other social media, which we don't like talking about because it's bollocks. But um, I got when I was researching this, I'd sort of I'd written about four thousand words or something, and hadn't even really got onto the murders because this geezer's so. Uh, so fucking mad. So um, I was like, I can't. It's just got to be a two-part. Otherwise, it's going to be like a four-hour podcast. Yeah. So everybody that wanted one, tough shit. You're having two, and this isn't our fault. This this show, this this particular episode, <laughs> it's Utah Dudley's, burn him, aka Luigi Green. Yeah. Luigi Green. Yeah. Is, is this her first one we've promoted? Yeah, it's her idea, man. So any disgusting, disturbing, horrible dreams you have, you got to blame it on her. You probably will get some because I, I couldn't believe. Like, I'd write, I was writing stuff out on my notes, and then I was reading through my notes, and I was like, this, I can't actually believe... This has happened. This is insane when I'm reading it. Mate, it's like fucking... It's up there with the, the best for, like, general depravity and, like, awful, shocking horror. Uh, this geezer is... It's not fucking around. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, in every aspect, into the murder and probably, I don't know, rape and its intestines or something, or... And all that sort of stuff, I'm guessing. That's it's, my guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fucking frightening. We, it's um, Andre Chikatilo. Nice, good name. Uh, he's also known he sound, as... He sounds like a um, Spanish guitarist. He does, doesn't he, yeah? Yeah. You see him with, like, um, Enrique Iglesias, <laughs> or whatever his name is. Glassy, what's his name? I, I don't know. <coughs> Glassius would be good better, wouldn't it? Uh, wouldn't what was that one? Ricky, um, what was his name? I keep wanting to say Hatton, but that's not, that's the no, boxer. he's the boxer. He's the mank. And that's my uh, version of a mank. Fucking um, Ricky, what was his what was um, his name? Like a she bangs, she bangs. Yeah. Ricky Martin, Ricky Martin, <laughs> yeah, fucking Ricky. idiot. That's it. <laughs> <coughs> fucking, right. I want an episode on him being killed by this geezer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everyone would be happy about that though. Probably let him go. Pardon him. So uh, Chikatilo, he's he's also known as the butcher of Rostov, the forestry killer, and the Red Ripper. Oh right, so he he went he went all sorts of ways. He didn't stick with one method yeah. like a lot of them do. Well, he refined his method over over the course of his body count. It, it, mate, he got better at his job, basically. Yeah, mate, yeah. He, he confessed, in the end, to the rape, torture, mutilation and murder of 56 women and children between 1978 and 1990. Now, we say 56, but the number is probably much higher. It could be... I mean, it could be fucking hundreds. Who fucking knows? It probably will be. The issue, the issue is, isn't it? If someone confesses to like 12 murders, they've actually done more than that. They'll yeah. just go, yeah. Yeah, they're like playing games that with the police. Right. I'm pretty fucked, so if I just confessed to 12, I'm fucked anyway, so. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, he, well, it, a lot of serial killers as well, they go for like a specific type, but it, not our man Andre. No, he didn't seem to just, fuck. He was trying to 
you know, he put just his went, business out every way possible. Yeah, he killed tw- he killed at least twenty one boys, fourteen girls, and eighteen women. So this one is a horror story from the fucking get go. Do you know what he looks like? No. <laughs> Mate, he is a fuck. His eyes are psychotic. Is he, is he one? If you're walking past him in the street, you'd have crossed the road before he got close to him. Yeah, he's mad. He's fucking. I was reading about his like in in his trial, which we'll get to next week. But mate, this, he was in a cage in his trial <laughs> for the safety of everybody. In a cage? Yeah, he was fucking in court. Mate, he was a barbaric monster. What he'd do, he'd, he'd tie victims up and then go into like a mad frenzy, stabbing the shit out of them. He'd viciously bite them. He didn't care if they were alive. In fact, he preferred it. He'd shove fingers deep into their eyes, gouge them out. His biting was so psychopathic, he'd often disembowel victims with his only his teeth, like literally ripping through the skin. Pulling guts out, he's fucking. Mate, oh. He'd eat, he eat genitals whilst they're alive. Not like take them off and cook them in front of you. Like he just start eating you, whilst <laughs> whilst you still fucking know what's going on. That's man. one extreme blowjob. Yeah, oh my, uh, it's just uh, that's just nuts. Oh mate, it's just horrible. It just it looks, it sounds like I can. Uh, I was just imaging then when you're saying he's biting through, like literally eating into into you. Yeah. It just looks like it's like something from like a like a zombie movie. That's how I'd look at it if it was happening to me. I'd be first of all, I'd be going, "What the fuck is this? Why is this happening? And why is this? This is actually real." Second of all, I'd be going, "Is this geezer actually like some sort of weird like zombie thing? Because what the fuck is this about?" Yeah. Well, he said he he said something. He said something kind of like he was um, a mistake of nature and he shouldn't have existed. It's fucking well, well it's. He's not wrong, is he, by the no, sound no. of it? Well, it makes a good episode. So this is going to get... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice one. I what his name is. Andre. <laughs> Andre. <laughs> yeah, Peter yeah. Andre. Peter Andre. I keep thinking of Peter Andre when I was doing whoa, this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mysterious, Mysterious girl. girl. I'm to get close to you. And I bite your lungs out. <laughs> and eat your mop. <laughs> but like that adds a new meaning to eat being eaten out, doesn't it? I suppose. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like to eat out a lot. I so. think this. I think this is going to be the darkest one we've done. Really? Yeah. I mean, his youngest victim is seven. So like, I mean, you didn't fuck around then. Nah, didn't play any games, mate. So some really horrific mindfucker is about to come in your ears, what? as we like to say. He was he born. probably did that himself, didn't he? Probably oh, mate. In people's ears. Oh, mate. It's just wait for it. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm gonna sit here. Cross my arms. <coughs> okay, I'm ready, ready for the madness. Yeah. So he was born on the 16th of October, 1936, in a small village that I'm not even going to try and pronounce. There's a lot of fucking crazy words in this. A lot yeah. of names that I'm... Yeah, like Lichlongvik. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We'll <laughs> so go with that. If you know the story and I fuck up names, well, whatever, man. You know what I mean? So yeah, he was born in uh, Ukraine, way out in the sticks. What's that, Rob? Getting attacked? It's like a... Like a anti-gravity hair. It's just for, like sticking up into my face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he was born in Ukraine. Uh, at the time, he was under it was Ukraine was ruled by um, Stalin and his Soviet iron fist. So it wasn't a particular place, a particular safe place to be living, um, mm. you know, in, in an Eastern Bloc country. Yeah. And as we know, around the 1930s and 40s, shit was about to get pretty heavy with our friends, the Nazis, and he and his family had to fight to survive. You know what I mean? Literally. It yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these were some of the most depraved times in modern history, mate. So saying life was hard as fuck in Ukraine is an understatement because Stalin, well, thanks to him, there was a forced agricultural collectivization, which basically means farmers didn't get paid for producing food and like, I mean, zero, Mm. nothing. They had to hand everything that they grew over to the Soviets um, and they would 
take it off and do whatever the fuck they want, fed their people, and it would leave huge, huge swathes of people in Ukraine starving to death. So it's, I suppose it's like a polite way of saying you try to exterminate an entire nation using the absence of food as a weapon, and it was referred to at the time as a terror famine or famine genocide. It was a completely avoidable, man-made catastrophe recognised as a criminal act and genocide today. So what Stalin did, he basically engineered a famine to kill everybody in Ukraine in an attempt to stop the country's growing independence ideas. Now, some, some people disagree and say that the famine was actually a result of economic changes coming okay. down from the Soviet bigwigs. But, but either way, Stalin, he didn't seem bothered about these mass deaths and uh, actually went out of his way to make it as bad as possible. Yeah, yeah. He refused international aid. So when people were going, mate, look, everyone's fucking dying. He was like, nah, tough shit. Yeah, I mean, Ukraine was growing food, as we said. It used to be called the breadbasket. It was a production zone, but pretty much all the food produced, like you know, the grain, cattle, everything, crops, all that shit was removed and taken by the Soviets, and they left minimal, just enough to keep the farmers and workers barely alive. And to be honest, reading into that, there's, it didn't leave anything. Yeah, you were just fucked, mate. Uh, Ukraine was expected to produce a third of the USSR's food supply, even wow. though their population at the time was fucking tiny. It was yeah. like an impossible task. Um, and if they didn't produce food requirements, they were forced to turn over livestock or surrender up to 15 times the food that they were originally owed the, S- the Soviet government. What? How does this shit work? You go, I go, hang on a sec, we don't even have that one amount, so how yeah. are we supposed to give 15 times the amount, you dickheads? Well, people walking around like skin and bones, mate. Yeah. And they're like, you want me to hand over 15 times the amount? Look at me. We, we ain't got enough food to give you. So what makes you think we're going to be able to give you 15 times the amount that you wanted in the first place? Well, you didn't care. You the fuck are you talking about, you dickhead? And if you, did, like. and if you didn't it's hand like, over your, it's your like you, It's like you asking me for a tenner, right? And then, um, and then I go, I ain't got it, mate. And you go, well, you owe me 150 now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What? And I can't, you know, I cannot you give you a tenner, so I can't give you 150 quid. Simple as. Mate, <laughs> if you didn't, though, if you didn't hand shit over, what they the Soviets would, would raid the farms and confiscate, and, and not, so the farm would like belong to the communist government, and you would rape like, it literally. It. Yeah, you were just fucked then. So, and also, the Soviets closed Ukraine's borders, so no one could get out. They were like trapped in a starving. It's like a like a. a Open prison, really. Yeah, it was brutal, mate. So, like, they were a bit hungry, I hear you say. A a little bit hungry is is not even close, mate. It was like insane, life-ending hunger of epic proportions around the whole country. Now, because Soviet records are a bit shit, like historical records, when they change figures... That's weird, that is, isn't it? That's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, wonder why. So we don't really know how bad this starvation in Ukraine actually got. But we know these facts. Between 1930, well, the year 1932 to 1933, that's the year Chikatilo was born, it's estimated that somewhere between 6 and 7 million Ukrainians died of starvation. He started at that age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he went on a rampage. <laughs> yeah, one. One, right, yeah, that's yeah. it. He's born. 6 or 7 million people. Yeah. <laughs> one year later, 7 million people dead. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. So 7 million people in a year from hunger. Well, they, some figures say up to 12 million died. Probably will be th- that, it's going to be a low figure, isn't it? They're going to always chuck a low ball in if it's a bad thing. Yeah. If it's a good thing, they'd probably chuck a high figure in, but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, mate. That's what you always do, isn't you? In 1933, the... Deaths outnumbered births. Nice. And Ukraine wasn't even at war. This is like a peacetime yeah, yeah, disaster. Just, yeah. So there is actually, I, I think that there's a, a, f- a full-on podcast um, on the Ukrainian famine and the horrors that went battered. with it. Yeah. Because I, didn't, I was just going to cover a little bit of the famine, but then when I started looking into it, I was like, oh my God, 
we, yeah. we've got to do a fucking episode on this. So we'll, we will. But back to our man, Andre. And I keep thinking of fucking Peter Andre as well, man. Anyway, when he was born, he suffered from a condition called hydrocephalus, which is water on the brain. It's like not good, <laughs> basically. Yeah, you can fuck you up that, can't you? Yeah, yeah. It causes like an impre- increase in pressure on the skull and the brain doesn't like being squashed. And some of the consequences of this condition manifest in, in mental problems like psychological disorders, seizures, mood swings, and a lot of this can occur later in life. He also suffered from unitrack problems, which he found out as he grew up. Um, this caused him to, uh, how do you say, he, he, he couldn't control his ejaculations. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> and he'd also pissed the bed on the reg. Uh, and to compound the problem, because his family were poor as shit, he, he was having to share his, um, his bed with his mother a lot of the times. And she'd get fuck. She'd fly off the fucking handles because she'd be waking up covered in piss pretty much every single night. Mm-hmm. And she'd beat the shit out of him because of that, which is fucking him up even more. Yeah. So the kid's off to a flyer, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing well so far. He's, <laughs> he's having a right old game. Yeah. So every time we cover serial killers, we seem to find out that they've suffered some sort of head injury or brain trauma, and Chikatilo was no exception. All the ingredients are there. So he's also suffered. I mean, he. He's absolutely got brain damage. Yeah. When you consider what well, happened. If he's got that weird thing to start with as well, the water on the brain, that's going to fuck it up. Plus, he's just getting fucked. So, yeah. Well, but like back then, mate, when you were born, there wasn't really a great deal that they'd do to try and find out if you had no, that no. problem. Especially if they were going through this fucking famine shit. They'd, they'd be like, tough, deal with it. Yeah. None of us were eating. Yeah. <laughs> your, your baby's alive. Yeah, your baby's alive. Deal Next. with it. Yeah. yeah. So, at the beginning but of it. might not be for long if you don't feed it potato. Well, or whatever. You haven't even got a potato. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> the potato for donation. Yeah, yeah. How many times can we divide the potato up? Like five million ways? <laughs> yeah. So Where's Jesus when you need atom. him? Yeah. You need him to fucking come down and separate this potato to 10 million pieces. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, you know, you can have a lot of fun with a glass of water and turn it to fucking loads of wine. Yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah, allegedly. Was it one loaf of bread he fed something like 10,000 people with? I think he got like a cob and a, a bit of mackerel or something and he fed like... 50,000 people. Yeah, bollocks. Probably didn't happen exactly. Yeah, did, I, I don't think so. Strangely well, enough, I don't believe that. It's the uh, it's the story behind the story, I think. Anyway, at the beginning of uh, Andre's <laughs> life, <laughs> he, uh, he used to, he, they lived in like a one-roomed hut sort yep. of thing. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a mansion, obviously. And he lived there with his dad, who was called Roma, and his mum, Anna. And later on, I think it was about 1940, 50, 1943, his sister Tatiana was born. And both his parents were farm labourers, obviously, because mm-hmm. the Soviets wanted you to make fucking food. So everybody that could work was working on the farm. Now, because they were under Stalin's commie thumb, they didn't get paid. And what they did get in payment for work was the right to grow food on their shitty bit of land behind their crappy one-bedroomed hut. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a good deal, that does, to me. You'll g- you get land and might only to be grow stuff. a fucking foot square and you can grow a carrot in it. That's, I mean, that's better than not, not having a carrot. You know what I mean? There's a genocidal famine raging. You've got land to grow food on. Surely you could like nick a couple of fucking peas to have yourself or whatever. But as we know, the food wasn't theirs to keep. The Soviets would take as much as they wanted, all of it basically. And I also read that Andre Chikatilo didn't eat bread until he was 12 years old. And he also remembered... Picky bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he used to eat leaves, grass and sticks just to stop the hunger pain. It's fucking insane, you know what I mean? Eat a twig. 
Just there's plenty of twigs to eat. Loads of that. What they all fucking moaning about? <laughs> it wasn't for like sustenance. <laughs> twig soup. Well, you can't do it if you had a fire to make it on, I suppose. You boil some just, water. Just cold twig soup. Oh, it's fucking gross, man, isn't it? Just leave it to tan over the next like four, like two, three weeks, and you've got some brown twig water. Twig water, man. It's like a... Nutrients. Poor, mega poor man's bovril. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Vegemite, yeah. Do you put Vegemite? <coughs> do you do Vegemite? Can you make like drinks out of that? Because that's what you do with bovril. Um, <clears throat> I think you probably can. Yeah. Vegemite, do you mean Marmite? Or is it called... Ve- well, it's Vegemite, Vegemite in Australia, Marmite. Well, Marmite's the drink and... Always above all the drink? Fuck knows. Above, no, above all's the meat one and, and um, um, fucking Marmite's the yeast one. Yeast? Yeah, above all's yeast. Hang on. Is it? No, above all's meat, like beef and stuff. Beef extract. Yeah. And uh, Marmite's yeast extract. Yeast, I think, yeah. And Vegemite's. Yeah, it's, it's veg-ect. basically mar- Marmite's uh, uh, a veggie version. So if you're a vegetarian, you can have that. You can have that. Yeah, there's no cows involved in that. Should we get off the marmite? Yeah, let's get back to uh, <laughs> let's get back to the Ukrainian famine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get back to the fun stuff. They would have fucking loved some marmite. I'm telling you that now. Oh, yeah. they would have had anything, mate. Yeah. He saw like, as a young lad, he was seeing dead bodies everywhere. Nice. It was, they were just everywhere in the street, just Didn't fucking piled up. Eat them. Mm. Well, they did. I mate. think as I say, if you if you were hungry, I know it sounds really sick, but. If there was nothing to eat and there was dead people, I think you probably would, wouldn't you? Well, it's like a scene from The Walking Dead, mate. There were corpses everywhere, just rotting. So 70, no. 7 million people. They're fucking... Un- they, they could eat all of them. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. Be- because the because of the uh, the famine, the situation got so bad, people were eating anything they could get their hands on. Like rats, if there were any left, they'd yeah, all yeah. fucked off because there was nothing for the rats to eat. <laughs> they even packed their bags. They were gone, yeah. And uh, the ones that were left were getting killed and eaten. You know, people were eating like fucking... Stones, dirt, furniture, wallpaper. If you had any, you could eat <laughs> fucking eat your own shit if you needed. Nice. And if it got really dark, which it did, you'd eat the corpses of people who'd starved to death lying in the street. And it happened loads, like fucking loads. I get this, mate. When he was five, his mother told him that his brother, who was four at the time, had been snatched away and eaten by the next door neighbours. What? Holy shit! That's how hungry you're getting. Your neighbour stole your fucking kid and ate him. How do you bring that up though when you knock on the door and you go, have you seen little Gary? And then they go, they go, they go, no, and they go, look, look, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be funny here, but I did see you take Gary, where is he? Um, God, can you imagine it, man, like pots of boiling kids fucking bubbling away in some mad Ukrainian kitchen. (laughs) Do you want, what's happening? Do you want a chicken leg? That's a big chicken leg. Yeah, yeah, hang on, there's no food out here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got... Three pounds of meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Where are you yeah. getting this from? Yeah. Oh, that's not a real skull. That's just an ornamental skull, by the way. Yeah, mate. It's fucking. It's f- I mean, also, why would you? Why would you? If it, look, Andre Chikatilo's mum told him that. Yeah. Well, why would you tell y- your own little lad that the next door neighbour ate your brother? Probably because it's just fucking grim. Or anyway, it doesn't matter. It's probably in, that's probably good news. Yeah. At that d- point, he didn't need to know that, did he? No. Maybe they just fucking hate him. Probably. Well, I you think everybody I mean? hated everybody here. Yeah. Well, I, mean? I think you would. if you, I know a lot of people, when they're hungry, they're just moody fuckers. So if, if they're starving, <laughs> they're all going to be pissed off all the time. So that's it. You reckon like Ukraine would have been quite a moody place because everybody was really hungry. Uh, every, everyone was really hungry, yeah. So they would have gone, oh, you know, just have a bacon. Oh, you don't have any. Sorry. It must have been fucking torturous, though, because if you're working on a farm producing food, but you can't eat it, surely you'd just be eating it. Yeah, you'd have a look around, wouldn't you? And you'd have to, like, just 
just like snap it up into bits and yeah. then just eat it as you go. I'm guessing that like they were being watched. I mean, like I say, I, I stopped looking into the into the famine because this is going to be an episode in itself. But there must be a reason why they didn't just. I'd be a fat cunt. They probably don't have to be watched. Yeah, they probably don't have to be watched though, because like you say, they come out. They either look like a skinny rake, or they can come out like fucking. um, I don't know. um, uh, Rick Rick Waller or something. (laughs) (laughs) Rick Waller. (laughs) Rick Waller. What was he? He was in X Factor. It was some shit like that, wasn't it? It was that one who had like a normal size head, and his body was like the size of a whale. Yeah, he should have just dropped his head. If you just took a picture of his head and put it on. The internet, you'd think it's just a normal size geezer. It would take up all the data on the internet. It's like it's like, it's like Jabba the Hutt's body was attached to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they surgically removed the head and put it on Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> basically, that's what it was like. Yeah. Anyway, now we know. Yeah. Now we know. There we go. I need to add here though, uh, regarding his brother, uh, Stefan Chikatilo. There was no record of his birth or death, but that doesn't really mean anything. And it's entirely possible and plausible that he actually was eaten by his neighbours because when you consider that two and a half thousand people were convicted for eating their own children during the famine, you know what I mean? Holy shit. And that's just the ones convicted. Fucking <laughs> hell, okay, no, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be shitloads more, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's me- mega. It's going to be shitloads more. Well, we're so lucky. You're probably talking like close to hundreds of thousands of it. Yeah. Rather than two and a half thousand. Yeah. They were starved anyway in every aspect. So they're not going to chase up everything because they ain't going to be able to. Yeah. I think people would have been like hanging on to their humanity. Even though they saw a person dead, they were like, I'm starving to death, but that's a person, man. I, I think I don't you'd just have to come out with some mental outrageous plan, wouldn't you, to escape? Uh, you'd have to. Well, you close the go, borders. What's the point? Close the borders. The escape is just shoot yourself. I'd find another way. Fine. I'd make a plane or something. <laughs> I'd make, make a plane out of corpses. And just go out, Fuck you and throw a potato at them. Make a my plane. only potato because my freedom goes, I don't need this because I'm going to somewhere where I can actually eat like, well, pizza. You, you go down like Ed, Gein, Ed Gein's route and go, well, like, I've got skin. That means I can oh, make yeah. a wing. You make I've a wing. bones. Oh, a human plane. I can make a human glider awesome. and just fly out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's looking great. Awesome. But the Soviets, it got that bad, mate. The Soviets are even putting posters up telling people it was illegal to eat children. No fucking shit. Really? I, I never thought that. I thought you could. They were kind of like being used as livestock in a way, when you think about it. Yeah. yeah. So the Soviets are putting pictures, uh, posters up saying, don't eat your children. Well, if you know that they're doing that, do can't you understand that they're like next level hungry? Yeah, there's, you know, it's not like a disease which has just happened and everyone's just, you know, just caught it and they just eat their own kids. Yeah. It's... Something weird going on. What yeah. is it? Is it because they've got no food, do you think? Nah. Uh, no, there must be something in the They're air. They're just animals. Yeah, it's just something in the air. Parents would get together and swap children because like, the possibility that they'd have to eat their own child was real, and, like, obviously. Oh, like, so they would just take someone else's? Yeah, swap they just... The, you have mine to eat and I have yours yeah, to eat. What, wait, what was that, Daddy? You're, nothing, you're nothing. going <laughs> to live with fucking you know, Vladimir over there and you're coming with me? And then you're like, uh, why are you doing that? Because it's easier to eat a child that I, I didn't bear. What was that? Um, um, we're going to eat a bear. It's fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there were accounts from children who survived the famine that described how their parents had to choose which of their children they were going to eat that day. Say what? I wonder if they pay like a Russian... Well, that's what they need to do. Russian roulette. <laughs> you yeah, just give, yeah. g- give the three kids a gun and go, whoever gets, sh- whoever shoots himself in the face first, we eat him. I'm out, I'll just shoot Simple as. I'd want out. I, would, I wouldn't choose them. I'd go, you're going to choose yourself. Here's a gun. Right. Just keep firing it and walk around until one of you goes, and then you, everyone's a winner because yeah. we we don't know who we're going to eat. You don't know if you, it's going to be you or not. You'll be dead, Bob, before you even know. Job's a good one. It's fucking dark, isn't it, mate? 
That's oh, perfect. I don't. I often think it'd be pretty easy to figure out which one. It's clearly you the, pick the, the fattest yeah, yeah, yeah. one, yeah. which is the biggest one. He's got the most meat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Easy man. Yeah. So shit was fourth. Just go on the streets and find another dead body and just drag that. Yeah. Yeah, but you're eating people, man. But if you start, <coughs> if you're starving and everyone else is starving and in the same boat and everyone's doing the same shit because they all are. It's not like like two people murdering kids and eating them. It's fucking yeah. two and a half thousand convicted. Yeah. So it's like you say, it's probably going to be close to a hundred odd thousand people probably doing that anyway. And they're all farmers. Yeah, so fucking <laughs> just, just you know, each their own, get in there. They're making I mean? food and eating their own children because yeah. they haven't got any food. Yeah. <laughs> what? Because the Russians are taking the food and then, yeah. yeah. So shit was whack as fuck in his early days. You know, there is a massive podcast on this and we're going to do that on the on the famine, but we've got to get back to our, our man, Chigatillo. So he's starving to death in a genocide and to compound problems, World War fucking two breaks out. Now his dad, can you imagine that? You're in a, f- it's hell, and then the, then this shit fucking happens. His, his old man got drafted in to fight for the for the Soviets in 1941, and then shit gets worse. His dad was captured by the Nazis after being injured in battle, and apparently that carried a really stupid stigma, um, stigma with it, which kind of like his family uh, was made to feel ashamed that his dad was was caught. There was a lot of that though, wasn't there? Shit like that. If you got caught, it was like a um, a dishonour to everything. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. I can't help it. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Then, yeah, you know what I mean. He was um like um his family were ridiculed in public, which then in turn caused him to sort of become a real shy individual. And obviously, he's quite meek as it is. He's not got much on him. He's fucking skin and bones. And combine that with being traumatised and witnessing what the Nazis were doing all around you, you know, bombings, mass shooting, horrendous combat. Bodies piling up. No wonder he's fucked in the head. No food, no house. You know, death, war, murder, starvation. Yeah, it's horrendous, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder what he viewed the world like back then in his head. I don't know. I reckon it would have been pretty normal because because that was normal for him. He was growing up like it. It sounds weird, but yeah, you're right. It's all he knew. If that's all he knew, then what? What's you know? What I mean, what's the difference? If if you you know it's if you bring up like that, you're always going to think that's normal. Mm, mad, isn't it? I can't. I can't. That's probably why he's a complete fucking psychopath. Yeah, I mean that and water on his brain, brain injury, brain damage. Mm-hmm. He's fucking eating people. And he's hungry as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mentioned before that his sister Tatiana was born in 1943, and they also said that his dad Roman was drafted in for into the army to fight the Nazis in 1941. So it's impossible that Tatiana was Roman's daughter. It's impossible that his dad fathered his his daughter because he was fucking getting shot out of the time. So it leads to the question, who was the father? Who was who was Chigadilla's sister's father? So in Peter truth, Andre. Yeah, Andre, yeah. In truth, nobody really knows. But what we do know at the time... Is she's a slag. She, yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> no. No, she's not a yeah. slag. The Nazis were just raping their way through yeah, combat yeah. theatres en masse at the time. I yeah. was going to say that there's probably a lot of fucking uh, buggering going on. Yeah, a little fuck. Walking in, going, like, where's my potatoes? They're, we ain't got any because... We ain't got any. Right, you're going to get raped now. Mm-hmm. And then fuck off to the next one. Where's potatoes? We ain't got any. You're going to get raped now. We haven't got any because you took them all last week, you prick. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rape. I can't get straight to rape. You know what I mean? Potato or rape? <laughs> <laughs> Two options. Which is it? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got two choices. But I gave you all my potatoes last week. I can't grow potatoes in a week. Rape then. Yeah, well, there's no option. You have to clearly, steal your clearly farm. Clearly rape. And rape you. And here's a dead body if you want to eat it. Yeah. So it's it's more than likely that his mum. <laughs> here's a dead body if you want to eat it. It's more than likely that his mum was um was one of the Nazi Nazi rape victims, and he's pretty fucking. Old. And Andre would have would have known this as well. And it's very possible that he would have witnessed his mum's rape. And because he was so young, he hadn't even started school. Like it's not exactly a place where you you're running out playing in the park. You're gonna be with your mum mm. all the time. I'm surprised they even bothered with school. I know it sounds mental, but surely but if it was a fight for survival, the last thing you want to be doing is spending. Well, he didn't. Yeah, as to say, you'd want to just be going right. I just need to try and figure out how to live, like twigs for twig soup. You know yeah. what I mean? And just getting stuff that you need or whatever. I bet you that could make a really good twig soup. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? I might try and attempt a twig soup. If you've got nothing to eat but twigs, eventually, if you've got like your first hemp, ever hemp, twig... Hemp soup. Well, I don't think I would have had any. I kind of had some, didn't I? Cause I, I was hemp soup? Well, not hemp. Um, Isn't that just weed we, soup? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was filtering stuff out, wasn't I? Um, a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah, the yeah, water yeah. was like, like a green water and I had a little s- sample of it. Um, I didn't feel anything, but like it was like it was just like a green soup. It looked like I thought, this could be quite nice. Get it, get a shot. I'll have to do it again at some point. Absolutely, mate. So anyway, after the Nazis released his dad from the concentration camps, where he had to think a lot, that's what they are, concentration camps. They're not bad places, they're just places where they put you to think. Yeah, yeah. You sit down, you've got to concentrate on this. Really, really concentrate hard whilst you're in this loving camp. Even concentrate yourself to death. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's how bad it was. Yeah, yeah. Concentrate so hard, you burn all your calories. All they wanted was the best for people. They just wanted to be so knowledgeable. That's all they wanted. So when he got Batman, the Soviets gave him nothing, even though he'd been in a concentration camp and, and got injured in combat, for them they gave him no medal no thank you no rewards what they did is they just chucked him in prison for surrendering they, they viewed him as a coward he didn't really surrender he was oh, yeah, injured yeah. he yeah, got yeah. shot he got caught because of that yeah. yeah and then he had no choice I can either die or surrender it, it like, fucking hurt me I've it was like the Japanese though as well wouldn't it if they, they wouldn't surrender because if they did they'd either be murdered by their own people or yeah. um, it was just a massive shame and the family get killed and stuff. Oh, it's just you know so I mean? fucked up, man. What, like you say, what, what if, look at the circumstances. If you walked out, right, and went flag, flag, right, back in the day, maybe, yeah, maybe they they find that's disgraceful and kill you, right? Which is still not disgraceful. You're just assessing the situation and going, oh, shit, we're yeah, going to get fucked in the ass, so we may as well just quit now, <laughs> right, basically. Or, or like you say, you're fighting and a bomb goes off and you lose both your legs. Yeah. You're not going to run away on your hands, are you? You're not going to go, right, carry on, boys. Yeah, get, yeah. get your revolver you're not, out of your pocket. You're not going to be able to. An army towards them. Even if you wanted to, you ain't going to be able to. You're going to be going, fuck, I'm yeah. just fucked. It's so. so fucking next level, man, all the shit that went down. It's difficult to get your fucking head around it, isn't it? Mm. It really is. So anyway, his old man, after getting out of the Nazi concentration camp, and getting chucked into prison by the Soviets, and he got out of their fucking concentration camp. So he eventually got home, and when he returned, he sees that his wife has got another kid. Oh, shit. And he didn't ask any... He knew. He didn't ask any questions. Yeah, yeah. He knew what the fuck was going on. Mm. I mean, she's skin and fucking bones. It's not like she's whoring it up. She's fucking barely alive. Do you know what I would have done if I was her? Eat the kid? Eat the, the baby, <laughs> yeah. Eat it before. Just No, I'd just have a massive steak on his return. Yeah. And go, look what we got. It's fucking shocking, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's fucking horrible. And the, when he got back, the villagers sort of fucking laid into him because the family were cowards because, you know, he surrendered. So he therefore, didn't. the whole family had been tarnished. They said, you either died in battle or came home victorious. You're not, you're not quitters. Yes, you are. You got hurt, man. Give him a break. I'm sorry, but like, I've, I've, 
where's the assessing the situation come from? Because surely that's there is a point when if there's like fifty thousand people around you in a box and there's you've got like no bullets and a potato, right? <laughs> First of all, obviously you would eat it because you're starving, right? You go, well, I'm fucked here. Yeah, I'm gonna die. So it's just, mate. Then what do you do? Do you know I what I mean? It was like fight to the death. What's the point? You're gonna die. Mm. You are gonna die, and no one else is gonna get hurt. If I survive battle, what am I going home to? Now, if you won that battle, come out of a cardboard box and kill fifty thousand people, <laughs> I'd go. You're a fucking legend. Yeah, You've yeah. got some serious tactics. Give that man <laughs> yeah, I mean, this man's got serious tactics, but it ain't going to happen, is it? Nah, it ain't happening. It ain't happening, mate. Fucked. So Tatiana um, Chikatilo's sister said the father was a good man. So he's all right, man. I'm s- I'm not surprised at that. He's, he's seen fucking, we've all seen rough shit. But uh, the mum was a cunt, apparently. <laughs> She's a horrible person. Oh, right, okay. He started school in 1944 when he was eight years old. Now, it's a bit late for obvious reasons, but, you know, by all I think I think by the situation of it, by the sound of it, it, it that's probably quite good. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Even if you didn't go to school, I think it wouldn't matter in that situation. The teacher said he was a good student. He said um, he actually. I bet school was like a, a, a good welcome distraction. From good at the dissecting, <laughs> dissecting frogs with his hands and his mouth. Oh, just eat them, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was no fucking. There was no dissecting. He's like, oh, that's food. Yeah, just yeah, fucking yeah, eat yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. He knew he had to study at school to get the fuck out of that hell hole he was born into, but. As school can be, it wasn't always fun. Now Ukraine was still in mad famine mode around this time, and it continued on after the war. His stomach was bloated from starvation, and he was unsurprisingly physically weak, malnourished, and and small. And because of that, you gain the attraction of bullies. Now you'd think that wouldn't bother him after what he'd been through. You know, a punch in the face is nothing when your brother has been kidnapped and eaten by your next-door neighbours. You yeah. don't really care. And you've also witnessed your mum's rape along with the conception of your own sister. Yeah, it's yeah. Like Which is, yeah, it's like a half-sister, really. It's not... It's yeah. I mean, um, well, I suppose, no, it's not, is it? I don't fucking know. I don't know any of that so shit. You wouldn't think the bullies would bother him. So I was thinking, man, you c- 1940s Ukrainian bullies must have been fucking next-level savages. Yeah, they've got to be, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's all, he, got, he was right... See, for that, or he didn't care because all the other stuff didn't happen to him. Yeah. And it sounds weird, but like maybe he's just that much of a psycho. My, his mum's been raped. I don't know. It's not me being raped. It's just like but when so. he gets bullied, fuck me, that's me getting bullied. I'm not happy with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I suppose it's like you say, you you, you kind of, that's all you That's all you know. That's mm. all he knew. Yeah. It's that's fucking. All, that's it, yeah. He, he, that's all, all he knew was basically com- extreme poverty and shit going Murder, tits up death. all the time. Mm. That's how you make a fucking crazy person, isn't it? Yeah. So he attracted attention of all the bullies. I mean, like his clothes were all homemade. There was no Primark back then. He was very short-sighted, and because he was, he could barely read the teachers' like writing on the blackboard. Combined with fainting all the time due to fucking starving to death, and then the bullies kicking fuck out of him. It sort of made more sense to study from home whenever he could, because mm. he's just not fucking healthy enough really no. to keep going to school. And it is, in, and because of his intelligence, he was a clever lad. He viewed himself as. That's quite superior, like he's better than everyone else. That's another fucking thing that serial killers always say, isn't it? They're fucking, they're superior. Not cool, man, not cool. By the time he was 14, he was a full-on communist. That's not cool, mate. Stop it right now. Yeah, stop it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chill the fuck out, kid. Yeah, yeah. So when he was 14, he was a, he was like a full-on max-out communist. Now, I thought that was a bit weird. It's an odd decision considering what they'd done to his family and his country. You'd think he'd want anything other than that. You know what I mean? Mm. Maybe I'm yeah. missing something. Maybe he was like propaganda in a way. Maybe he just thinks that's the only way out. Or it's the only way he he knows. Yeah, of that's where all the food's going. 
Join yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where that's where my potato has gone. It's gone to the communisms. 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 Communists. You're turning to me. It's me. You can't talk yeah. usually. Um, maybe I'll g- go and be a communist and get my potato back. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather be if you can't beat him, join him. Yeah, probably that. It's probably what it is. Yeah. Well, whatever, man. At 16, he uh, became the chairman of the pupils' committee, like at his school, and that's like a a position of, of power in his eyes. And I think he wanted people to notice him and recognise him as something other than a weak, scared little guy, but they didn't. But you're allowed to be weak and scared, man. Think yeah, about well where you're fucking coming yeah, from. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You've, you've literally been f- like fucked over all your life. You're getting absolutely shafted every fucking where you go. You can't even sit down and, you know... You haven't got a chair anymore, you tweet no. it. He's hangry. He's just really hangry, yeah. All of them are, you know what I mean? So... I reckon if you were to walk around Ukraine, all you would have heard is just stomachs rumbling everywhere yeah, constantly. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be like looking around, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be looking around, thinking like it's like a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex is in the distance <laughs> or something. Going, what the fuck? No, that's just my stomach. <laughs> that's just seven million people's collective stomachs groaning at the same time. <laughs> he had no friends, and he spent most of his childhood alone in his own mind. You know, it's not a good place to process all that fucking traumatic shit that he'd seen. No. It's not going to help you. And he says it was around this time, sort of 14, 15 years old, that he started to fantasise about killing and torturing German soldiers. I mean, well, that's one way of dealing with it. Yeah. If you don't like him, I'm assuming, you know, you would think that. Mm. I probably would. Yeah. If someone kept coming around fucking trying to get... All the food and I wish you fucking died and think of ways of doing it. I probably would. I'd probably end up being a psychopath killer anyway. You would if you were born there, man. Give me a few years. I'll prob- I might be an episode. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Who are you going to kill? I don't know. Go probably kill me. <laughs> kill you live on air. He said he hated himself. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a great episode. Good fake murdering. <laughs> Hello, it's Rob this week. Where's Tom? <laughs> He's not very well. He's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His head fell off. <laughs> yeah, he said he hated himself. Uh, I mean, like he really loathed the person he was because he had no friends. He was socially awkward, and he knew it. He became increasingly intimidated and scared of women because he saw himself as like a pathetic loser. And as we move into his teenage years, he's obviously starting to go through puberty. He realised that he had dick issues, problems with his pecker, floppy cock syndrome, if you will. <laughs> and for all our fucking female listeners, here's a little secret: teenage wank. Lads wank like motherfuckers. Really? They I wank did. all the fucking time. All they think about and care about is Two, three sex. times a day. Mate, more easy. than that, man. <laughs> yeah, easy. That's before breakfast, yo. Every every time they go to, to you know, the toilet at school, they're having a wank, most likely. Yeah, they're <laughs> constantly beating off, man. Blister yeah. dick, you know what I mean? <laughs> Blister dick. But Chikatilo, oh couldn't, he couldn't get a stiffy to save his life. So he still had the urges. But he couldn't do anything about it, so that's because that's a that side. That must be annoying. Yeah, it must have got into his fucking head. So when he was fifteen or sixteen, so he's sort of like he can't, he can't get his fucking nut off at all. He can't get a stiffy. A strange incident occurred. It seems for some reason, most likely rape, that he jumped on one of his sister's friends, who was an eleven-year-old girl. Now he's for some reason, I don't know why he did it. He wrestled her to the ground, and as she's like grappling with him, trying to escape, resisting his attack, without any warning, Chikatilo spontaneously ejaculated in his pants. He just fucking shot his muck everywhere. Right. He just loved it. He loved it, and I think a light bulb went off in his head at that point. And he was like, "Oh." So that's what I've got to do. I've got to 
strangle women and tie them down. And that's what makes me uh, a cunt. Being violent and overpowering people, terrifying them in the process, temporarily cured his impotence. You know what I mean? Fucking weird, isn't it? That is nuts. It must have happened well fast, though, because he was... I mean, how long was he holding that girl down for? It couldn't have been long. So he's gone from soft as shit to hard as fuck and a dick sneeze in seconds. Yeah. Mm. Imagine a crazy Ukrainian teenager in homemade clothes orgasming in his pants while pinning children to the <laughs> s- into the floor, mm. starving. Yeah. It's yeah, fucking starving, crazy. Yeah. So he's made this connection in his head. I don't think it was a full-on connection at that point, but he knew that if he fucking... Well, it's the first time he's probably had that feeling and he knows that's... He kind of knows... he probably reenact it and how he done it and then go, that's what I've got to do. Yeah. It, it kind of like resulted in a lifelong connection... Uh, with sex and extreme violence, but he probably didn't realise uh, to the levels of madness and depravity that he was going to go. And he also claimed he didn't like sex. How the fuck would you know, mate? You can't even get a fucking stiffy, you little yeah. shithead. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he'd say that he thought that um, it was uh, a shameful act and horrible, but really, I guess he was horny as fuck. And all his mates were just hanging out the back of birds It everywhere. was only a shame for that because he was ashamed he couldn't do it. Thanks, that's what I mean, yeah, yeah. So for as long as he could remember, after that point, he could only get sexually aroused if he was inflicting extreme pain or violence or physical harm to his victims. Uh, that's not a particularly good thing to hear, no, is it? No, that sounds a bit um, twisted. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Not, not cool, man. So he graduated from school in 1954 with good grades. He's a clever lad. Got some menial work to bring some cash in, and then he got a, a girlfriend. Now he said uh, in interviews afterwards when he got busted by the police that he obviously tried to fuck his his new girl, but he just couldn't get it up. Now because of this, the girl got fed up. She's like, "Mate, you can't you can't do what I need you to do." So see you later. She dumped him like a year later, blaming the split on his. On his dead dick, basically, which fucked him up because he felt useless. All the emotional pieces were falling together in his mind. Yeah. The crazy was growing strong in him. And as we move forward through his life, he tried to get into Moscow State Uni, but failed the entrance exams, even though he was clever. Now, the reason why he failed the exam, he claims he was rejected from the university because they knew his father's past, you know, like being viewed as a coward uh, for surrendering instead of dying in combat. So they, I don't know whether that's entirely the case. I don't think, would they have records for that? I don't know, man. Mm, probably not. Well, I don't think they'd be bothered, would they? No. Anyway, joined the army in 1950, I say joined the army in 1957. It was kind of like national service. Do you reckon we should bring national service back? Force people in. I think it's a good idea. I, I think it well, it sorts out the little cunts, put it that way. Gives you a bit of discipline. Yeah, there's this okay. Maybe everyone should do a year, but the ones who are cunts should do three. Do you know what I mean? There are people though who who just always disobey and always just want to do their own thing, which is fine. But when they're cunts about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're assholes and they not hurt people and whatnot. They deserve to just be chucked in for a few more years. You know yeah. what I mean? And slapped up a bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, just giving a bit of a backhander. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, yeah. Bitch. Yeah. So he, uh, he went in the army, he served in Central Asia, and then he served with um, the KGB in a, in a communications unit in Berlin, and he left the military in 1960, and then joined the Communist Party full on the same year. His military record was fucking immaculate, didn't do anything wrong. Pro- I think it's just probably because he liked being told what to do, you know, keeping his 
He's brain occupied. He, he keep, yeah, he's probably that, and he's probably he's getting. I know it sounds mental, but he's probably getting treated better than he was. Yeah, he's probably getting some sort of food and sort of. He's going fucking hell. This is yeah. actually pretty good. Stability. Yeah. You're yeah. getting up at this time. You're going yeah. to bed at that time. Yeah. You're eating this time. You're going to have time. this, and you're going to have some food. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. General level of health would have yeah. gone up. You're learning shit. Yeah. You got no. Fu- I mean, that it does. It sounds. It sounds brilliant. You know what I mean? Compared to what he was in before. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Um, after he left the army, he moved back in with his parents. He was about 24 by now. And shortly after, he started a new relationship, which ended in three months because of his inability to, to get a stiffy. So his ex really fucked him up unintentionally. She, she knew, obviously, that he had a problem with his dick. And she was innocently asking friends for advice on how to... Help him. Yeah, how to get him fucking tent-poled. And because people gossip and he lived in a small village, soon everybody... Everybody knew about his fucking old uh, John Thomas, yeah, broken tallywhacker, mm. and uh, they fuck that made him go mad, like proper enraged him. He said in interviews afterwards, obviously when he was uh, after he's uh, been arrested, he said that girls were going behind my back, whispering that I was impotent. Well, you were, mate. Yeah, I mean that's not good that they were doing it, but you were. He said I was so ashamed, I tried to hang myself. Not cool. Actually, it would have been cool if he did. Yeah, because he wouldn't have carried on doing what he was doing. saved yeah. at least 56 lives. He said, my mother and some young neighbours pulled me out the noose. I thought that nobody would want such a shamed man. So I had to run away from there and away from my homeland. And that's exactly what he did. He moved to a place called Rostov. And if you remember his nickname, the Butcher of Rostov, this is where the monster emerged. Oh, my God. I just think all of this could have been avoided if he had Viagra. Could have been. Mm. Did it? I would have thought he would have got his his first murder would have been his girlfriend, that that one girl. Nah, he nah. just got pissed off him. So she got lucky there. If it happened a few months later, he might have might have ended up killing her. Well, we'll we'll go on to his first murder in a, in a bit. We'll take a break now and have another little drink. And uh, when we come back, holy shit, carnage! We're going fucking dark. See you on the flip side, yo. So back in Rostov, he got a job as a telephone communication engineer and his whole family moved in there with him back to, to that fucking village and he was like, what? You know what I mean? He was really close to his sister, Tatiana, and she knew that he had cock issues. Mm-hmm. She could obviously tell. She was aware. She, she felt awful for him because he was like depressed. Yeah, yeah. He was lonely, fucking him up. Yeah, yeah. Incredibly shy, awkward around women. He had no self-confidence. So she introduced him to a friend of hers called Theodosa. Now, they married... Within two weeks after they met in 1963. Mm. Ah, sounds a bit like an arranged marriage, doesn't it? So even though he struggled in the old dick department, they had two children together. Now I'm going to fuck up the names. Uh, his daughter was called Lumilia, I think. Mm. Whatever, probably not. And his son was called Yuri. Uh, Lumilia was born in 1964 and Yuri was born in 1969. There are no indications that he used any violence towards his wife to get his rocks off. But I... I bet he fucking did. Yeah, I bet he was like, "Listen, love, I've got to, I've, I've got to strangle you, and like, I've got to take you to the point of death in order to fucking 
That's fucking You've crazy. got to help me here. Yeah, yeah. You've got to let me strangle you. You've made me do this. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. They actually remained married until Andre Ticatilo's arrest, like 30 years later. Um, she claimed she didn't have a clue about any of this. Mm. I don't know if that's true, but this is that this is going to be something that we'll cover cover next week. Um, but I did a bit of digging on his on his family, like the family, his new wife and two children. Um, his wife's information is basic as fuck. It seems like she kept her head down, right? Okay, because like after the all, all this was exposed and going going on mad killing rampage, she probably just kept her fucking you know didn't want to be associated yeah, with yeah. him. And uh, Ludmilla, his uh, his daughter, she got married and had a child, and interestingly. His son, Yuri, who was done for attempted rape, and since 2009, he's been in prison for attempted murder. Oh, right, okay. Uh, you know what so I mean? It's, it's, like, it's like it's been passed on. Mm, yeah, somehow. Somehow. He's got the crazy gene. I wonder if there is a crazy gene. Probably. There's got to be. There's got to be something which makes people, you know, cross wire and makes them go fucking nuts as a gene. <laughs> it's got to be. It has there? to be. It has to be. Got to be some sort of cause. Well, yeah, we, you know, psychopaths, for instance, pe- you know, they they clearly just something tapped in with them. It could, it's probably just something to do with gen- genetics. It's got to be. Mm. It all kind of wires down to that at the end of the day, doesn't it? Everything. So, hundred yeah. percent. So shit was going well, man. He's got family, kids. He's got a house, food. No war. No one's trying to fucking kill you. So he he also got a degree in Russian literature at Rostov Uni, and he actually became a teacher. Oh, nice. Great choice. It sounds a bit like John Wayne Gacy. Everything's going r- well. Yeah, yeah. He's you know kind of I mean? gone through the bad part and he, he thinks, yeah, he's picking up a bit and he's starting to do well, yeah. He looked like uh, a nice uh, sort of upstanding member of society, you know, mm. educating the children. But he wasn't. He fucked everything up. His his job as a teacher was a big step up for him because cause he was like, had no confidence. He was really shy and no self-esteem. Um Unfortunately, none of his students took him seriously. <clears throat> now, he, he may have been intelligent and knew all of his subjects, but he couldn't control a class yeah. for shit. They just fucking run amok. And when they realised, when the kids realised they could do what they like, they took the piss, like proper, big style. His classes were a complete joke, totally unruly, and they even threatened to batter him daily. You know what I mean? He can't I do anything. Did, the teacher's getting threatened to be battered. And so you can see him, he's like, fucking yeah, His yeah. rage is going to burst out. Uh, you know, he was a, a joke of a man. He felt like um, he felt like he was at school again, I, just, I, I expect. Like a, a total failure. Cause he couldn't even control fucking children. Mm. And even other teachers, other members of staff, thought he was a strange, weird little dude. So what did he do with this problem with um, with an unruly class? Did he, insert, did he assert himself? Did he ask for help? Did he fuck? Did he fuck? He just uh, sexually molested a young girl in 1973. And this is his first known sexual assault. He, he grabbed a 15-year-old female pupil, groping her tits and vajayjay. Now, she fought back, and he immediately blew his load in his pants again. He was like, ah. bing! Yeah. He this fucking loved this it. This has happened a few times now. Yeah. I think I know what I need to do. Yeah, so I think I might have to up my game. It was such a, like, an intense rush for him. He was, he was like completely addictive straight away we can conclude that he's a fucking filthy paedophile yeah you know basically what I mean? yeah well yeah now obviously this girl she told her parents she went home and went there's a fucking weird dude at school who just grabbed hold of me and went Aah! and came in his pants <laughs> 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 he grabbed my tits and went Aah! 
so uh, yeah, they they, um, they complained to the school, but they did absolutely no fuck all, mate. They did nothing. So with no penalty, he did it again. This time, he locked a girl in a classroom before going to town on her, grabbing her tits and having a feel of a camel toe. Again, forcing himself onto her. He came in his pants. More complaints would come in, mate. He didn't even try to hide it. Teachers saw him with his hands down his trousers, wanking in class. What? Yeah. He also got per. He was also perving on 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 girls getting changed. Is there no one going to step in at this fucking point? Obviously not. By the sound of it, he's got a free reign to do what he wants. You know what I mean? Seems to be standard issue over there. He got called into a meeting with the head teacher, and um, then he basically said, "Mate, you've uh, you're going to. We've got two options. You're going to have to resign, or you're mm. going to be fired. And yeah. obviously, if you're fired, that what was the reason? Because you were like fucking feeling kids up and wanking. So he took fired, and uh, he wandered off. Um, because he resigned. He he, uh, he he didn't uh, he didn't tell his family anything. Nobody knew because he didn't face any charges. He had no criminal record, and he wasn't on any register. I, d- I don't think there was any sex registers in in fucking you know around at that time in Russia. Yeah. Um, so he he got um, another job teaching at a different school where he did it again, molesting children of both sexes, shooting more come into his fucking pants. Imagine that nut holding on to you and screaming. Ah! What's yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd be, yeah, you'd be like, well, I don't know what's happening. I do, but I don't. It'd be like, I'd be like, um, uh, can I go? <laughs> What's going please? on? Before you cut my eyes out of my head, can yeah. I please leave now? He also molested... I'll tell you what, I won't tell anyone you've just ju- juiced in your pants trying to strangle me and touch my tits or whatnot. Just just, just don't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, you don't know what's coming next, mate. You know what I mean? It, it just I don't even think he realised no. how crazy this was going to get. He just, I think he just went with it. He just got more and more of a rush and just kept going and going yeah. and going until it just got fucking completely out of control. He molested girls in the school pool as well. Watch out for them underwater spiderwebs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's bad. So I can imagine the kids swimming around going, Miss, why is there glue in the pool? <laughs> Yeah. His, his teaching career came to an end not because he was molesting children on the reg it was because of a parent's job cutbacks so that's what they say but um, I suspect that's just bullshit yeah I suspect he, he would have been top of the list to go and he's, they probably thought how do we approach this yeah get rid of him without putting any heat on themselves yeah, yeah. so I worked in school the other day and um, they wouldn't let me in because they need to do like a check like a CRB because you're a paedophile because I'm a paedophile <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh, I was like I'm not a baddie you just got to let me in and like, let me just do my job this is silly and they were like no you can't come in and I was like this is a fucking pain in the ass. why can't you just let me in and then I started because I was researching this at the time I was like oh yeah yeah, like you say, yeah, yeah probably yeah. a good idea yeah, actually yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah he left his teaching job um, and he got another job buying raw materials for a factory or some shit and he had to travel a lot and even though there's not no evidence of this it's highly likely that he began his murder rampage before his first official murder whilst um, whilst travelling um, by now he's violently molested children and he knows how to get he's a very dangerous individual he knows how to get his rocks off and all that yeah. so his first official murder and this is where it's going to get nasty people so if you official don't want to murder hear, yeah this number one official murder. This is when he goes, yeah, I've done my first official That's murder. It. Had a fucking party. Yeah, was yeah. happy. It's like a record release yeah. party. First official murder. That's the sign. You know the sign above a door when they go, like, 18th birthday. First official murder. Yeah. <laughs> it's just him on his own. It's not <laughs> nice, this one. So um, so if you don't want to hear it, don't fucking listen. But his murder rampage lasted for 12 years. He was 42 at the time of his first killing. And he got, you know, got to remember, he's got a daughter as well. Yeah. 
So he's showing absolutely no empathy to anyone. Um, and he knew he was in for the long haul because he bought a shitty, creepy-ass wooden shack in, like, a run-down neighbourhood in Vodkaville just to rape and murder people in. He wanted to be alone. And no one in his family knew he owned the shack. Check it out on fucking Google. It's a proper creepy murder den. It's gross. So his first murder happened on the 20... Well, first one that we know was on the 22nd of December, 1978. He picked up nine-year-old Yelena Zakontnova, if I'm pronouncing that right. Right. Very much like Gacy, he picked her up at a bus stop when she was travelling home from school. He bribed her into following him to his murder den after promising her some imported bubblegum as a treat. <laughs> fucking hard times, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it'd be fucking extremely hard times if you're going to follow a crazy person on the on the guarantee of some fucking bubblegum. Yeah, that's him, fucking nutter. So well, yeah, what is it as well with young children and murderous rapists at bus stops? I don't know. I think it's like um, it's like a just a. I suppose it's like a stereotypal thing. You know, when people go, oh, "That's a stereotype," but sometimes you go, "But it's true." Mm. I know. I know some things aren't, but some things are stereotypical, and some of them yeah. are gem. That's what happens. That's why they come up with that. Yeah, and, and that's one of them. It's a good children hunt- at bus stops. Yeah, I think it's a good hunting ground. It is. Um, it, well, yeah, they're vulnerable. They're open up. There's mm. loads. You know, there's they're there. They're ready to be picked up, basically. It's fucking awful, this one is. So anyway, he's bribed her back to his shack. And once he got her in there, he's, she's nine, mate. He, he he ripped her off her clothes and tried to rape her. Now, we all know that just doesn't cut it for Andre because he couldn't get it up. So what he did is he covered up her eyes with a scarf, pinned her down with his forearm, and then began choking her. Now, there was a stupid stu- superstition kicking about in Russia that, that somebody's last moments in life are printed onto their eyes at death. That's why he covered covered her eyes up. Incidentally, in, in the later murders, which we'll cover next week, he'd just just rip eyes out. <laughs> he'd just rip them out just to, you know, he wouldn't even try and cover them. So getting nowhere with choking, he um, he went to town on her with, uh, with his nasty-ass fingers. Now, she's obviously trying screaming and trying to get away to no avail. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a grown-ass man and she's nine. She's got no chance of getting out. Now, the screams and, the sh- and her struggles got him fucking rock hard, quick smart. Now, he wanted more sexual contact with her, but he didn't rape her. He claimed that he was, he was going to let her go, but got spooked thinking that she'd rat him out to the police. Oh, yeah, obviously, mate, you're trying to rape a fucking little girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do you expect? So to cover his tracks, so letting her go, he began stabbing and slashing at her multiple times in the face, the neck, and the body. Yeah. Now, according to him, the sight of her blood gushing out onto his skin, combined with the stabbing and her screams, such an intense rush, he instantly ejaculated. Hmm. It's getting a bit more hardcore now. Yeah. This is this is murder one. Yeah, yeah. So we've got another 55 more to go. Now, she wasn't dead when he'd finished with her. She was, like, murmuring and squirming. And he, di- he didn't really care, so he threw her naked and somewhat alive into into a nearby river. Now, it's it's fucking December. Yeah, Cold yeah. as fuck. Yeah. What, what a horrific way to go for that poor girl. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, um, her body was discovered two days later on Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas. Yeah, fucking hell. Now, an investigation got underway. Now, this bit is shocking. There was loads of evidence. I mean, fucking loads pointing to Andre Chikatilo as the culprit. For instance, people saw him with the girl at the bus stop the day she was murdered. Yeah. 
and also spots of her blood were found in the snow, cartoon style, leading right up to Chikatilo's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's like fucking Hansel and Gretel with yeah. the fucking bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another blood. The police questioned him, and Andre's wife gave an alibi, basically getting him off off the hook. Now, I, I, I mean, look why at the fucking blood. It? Yeah, but the thing is, why would you do that? Even if you're a husband or wife to someone, you know, I've just murdered. I after don't think she knew. Yeah, but. There's blood to the fucking door. Yeah, it's still ridiculous though, isn't it? It's like, what the fuck? I couldn't find out what she actually told the police as, as an alibi. I don't know what, what she said. It must have been fucking pretty rock solid. If anybody knows, let us know and um, drop us a message or whatever and we'll include that in part two. So so now he's not a, he's not a suspect Yeah, because his wife's, for some fucking mad, miraculous reasons, got him off the hook. So the police went after a dude called Alexandra Kravchenko. He became number one suspect, probably because the police had no leads. And also, conveniently, Kravchenko had spent time in prison for previously raping a teenage girl a few years before. So they, they arrested him, and he confessed to the murder whilst being tortured. He went to trial and, a trial and it was executed for the young girl's murder. Well, I know, yeah, yeah. Seems like there's a few fucking nutters lurking around the neighbourhood at yeah, that yeah. time. There's fucking pedos everywhere by the sounds of it. Yeah. Also, man, that must have been next-level torture because uh, Alessandro would have known that if he confessed, he would have been executed. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's why fucking weird, yeah. Why would you even fucking... Why would you do it? I don't know. So um, so Chikatilo got away with it and, and he knew it was a close call, but he didn't... He didn't uh, commit another murder for three more years. Yeah. And when he did, he came back strong and ramped up his murder game drastically. And that's where we're going to pick up the story next week. Fucking hell. Full-on murders. How much of a nutter is he? He's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know you're looking at something there. Don't say what I'm you're looking at. I'm not going to. But, that's, but that's I'll, just, I'll just show you, obviously, while you're talking, because I'm, I'm listening and I'm looking, because... Yeah, it, I'm intrigued, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. I'm gonna just saw this part. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Your face, mate. Okay, it's I'll, shocking. It's like mate. he's taking the piss. Well, it's mate. That's what I say. It's one of the darkest ones that we've ever done. It's got to be. Yeah. I mean, they're all dark, but this is. I, th- I don't know if it's dark in the sense. It, it's just him. It's him. It's he's such a nuts, fucking yeah. crazy yeah. cunt. Yeah, he looks like, like a, a weirdo, as well as a well. Obviously, but what I mean is he looks like a bit of a loner. You can tell, you know what I mean, as well. And he's just got, seems to be like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. You know what I mean? That's and a product of a completely fucked up childhood. Looks, and he just looks like it. He's, it sounds like he obviously enjoyed it all. Do you know what I mean? He just Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, obviously, because he was coming in his pants. What I mean is, though, like <laughs> like, like you say, it's it's he he actually probably was laughing his tits off while doing it, probably. Yeah. That sort of psycho. God, it's fucking, it's just, um, I don't know, man. It's not really any words you can use to describe it. Yeah, it's just, it's just fucking nuts. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, um, <laughs> You weren't expecting that, were you? No, no. Wait until next week then, people. We're going to wrap the episode up at that. But I, um, I think we should probably pop a few of the videos on it once we've done the final episode. Just yeah. so people can go, what? What the actual fuck is this yeah, crazy yeah. cunt doing? Yeah, that's you right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay then, people. Right. Uh, sorry to give you all nightmares, and um, yeah, stay tuned for next week's going to be awesome. One. Yeah, yeah, should be fucking, should be. I right. don't, Who's I don't quite know what's going on, but as in the episode. But from what I'm just because I'm just sort of like saying, watching bits and bobs as we're doing it, it's going to be a fucking <laughs> mental one. Yeah, yeah. So 
Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to get in contact yeah, with yeah. us, you can find us on our social meds. Yeah. Um, Fries at gmail.co.com. Sorry. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that'll do. Just one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, just type us in Google and we'll prop up everywhere on there. If you so. want some stickers, just uh, drop us a nice review or a shit review on iTunes, whatever you want to fucking do, I don't care. And take a screen grab and we'll bust you some stickers across with the uh, sniper stickers as well. Uh, and give us all your money on Patreon, you fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> <laughs> right, see you later, everyone. <laughs>